is in the know for Wednesday, August 25, the 237th day of 2021. There are 128 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Public Health Director Josh Embry will be by for a conversation. We'll talk to him about the latest COVID concerns in Grayson County. We'll have day number 13 of Where's Quacky. It'll be your chance to win, plus another chance to win with the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm hot. You are hot? Yeah. It's hot outside. Well, it gonna is. Be, gonna but be hot it may again be today. My hormones. It could be. Am I? Oh, all right. Well, thanks for sharing. Time. Well, I mean, your odometer <laughs> is rolling over tomorrow to a new it number. Is. So, yeah. uh, more about that uh, tomorrow, I suppose. Uh, you know, Porch Pirates? Yeah, familiar with Porch Pirates? Stealing things off of your porch? No. What about a Porch Pirate who's a bear? A bear stole an Amazon package from a Connecticut woman's front step. So my question would be, would you object to the bear, or if the bear gets it, well, it's just gone? I would not object to the bear. Yeah, just say uh, yeah, the I'm bear. Like, yeah, if you're smart enough to do that. <laughs> You'd say, hey, boo-boo. I'm like, all have right. A, have a picnic and I'm going to report it to Amazon. Lost, <laughs> stolen package. In chair number two, we say good morning to very special agent Natalie Tall. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. We haven't seen you for a while. I know. I've been I've been out M I A. You've been you've been under the big Q. I have. Right? You got quarantine. I was. Listen, I asked you uh, earlier how much you were how much you wanted to share. You said, "Oh, I'm an open book or whatever." I really so am. It's the, I, it's the, yeah. The tall the tall <laughs> family has had probably the same ex- adventure, the same COVID adventure mm-hmm. that many families have. To the point that uh, young Miss Harper's first day of kindergarten got <laughs> delayed. It did. Um, it did. So, how was this? Three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? How it was. Oh, listen, I know all the dates by heart. Um, the 5th. So that was the Thursday afternoon. Um, my my four-month-old son, Easton, started running a fever, a, just a little fever. And we knew he had a positive exposure. And so we were like, well, we'll just call the pediatrician. Nah, it's nothing. You know how you do. I'm sure it's fine. nothing to worry about. Sure it's nothing to worry about. We'll just go get him checked out. Extra so, precaution. Exactly. So he tested positive on Friday. My husband tested positive after shortly after that. Um, as well as my daughter's. So we were a contaminated house. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that, um, I guess there have to be seasons to that experience. First, there has to be the, there's a, there's a concern plus a little bit of a denial. Like it'll, it'll be fine because that's my go-to. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. It'll it'll all work out. So you go through that, but then there's a oh, I have a newborn here, and I and I'm concerned. <laughs> and then you get the news, well, positive. Well, what does this mean? Well, quarantine. Oh no, going to be stuck at home mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. Then maybe like a day in, you go, well, I might be able to get used to this. <laughs> and then by day three, these kids are driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so are there seasons to oh, it? Oh, 100%. There was, of course, the initial just like worry and fear for your child. And then your husband starts going downhill and you're like, oh, not you too. And then, you know, we the, our quarantine initially was supposed to last until August the 30th. Oh, okay. 29th. The right. 29th. Yeah. So I was supposed to still be in quarantine. Except but? Except but um, because Harper and Dustin both tested positive, we were able to get out earlier. I see. I see. I know. I realize it doesn't make sense, but, you know, call me and I'll give you the full story. Yeah, the, the math is a little bit odd on that. We've had, you know, a little bit of experience with knowing right. how those numbers work out. That if you're yeah. positive, you're actually shorter it's because you're, days. you're yeah. further yeah. through the cycle than people who have just had an exposure yeah. that maybe. And so right. there is a science and a, and a methodology to it, but right. it does sound a little bit... Uh, little bit well, uh, and I don't know if it's okay to share our conversation so when all this happened with you all initially Mark told me about you not being able to come in or whatever uh-huh. and Harper was going to miss her first day of school uh-huh 
And I thought, oh, that's terrible. So Mark said to me, he's like, she's a lot like her mom. <laughs> she's happy to be home. She probably. Uh, she really is. I, listen, my heart was broken for her. And, you know, I was trying to talk to her about it and, you know, that it'll be okay. And, and she doesn't care. Listen, she said, Mama, I am so happy I get to stay home. <laughs> She said, I'm so glad I get to miss school. And I was like, I just oh, love that God. Kid. You know, we haven't even started school. And she's already, you know. Well, Did and you? as we got closer to her first day, which was last Friday, she was like, mm, I think I still got the yucky germs, Mom. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I may, don't know if I can go to school tomorrow. And may, I was like, girl, you're going. may want to push this off until Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, al- <laughs> she also kept telling me, Mom, I have COVID, too. What are you going to do for me? Because uh, my husband lost taste and smell. And so we've been trying to find something for him to eat. Sure. And I was like, honey, just tell me what Whatever you want, I'll go get it. And Harper looked me dead in the eye, and she said, I have COVID too, Mom. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> oh. uh, she's a little clone <laughs> of really her is. mother. I'm telling you, she's working the system. I will, uh, I will give uh, Harper a little bit of credit in, well, I'll give her a lot of credit, but one unique thing that she got out of the deal was that her first day of school picture stood out from everyone else's. <laughs> That's true. Because it was later than everyone else's. So yeah. I happened to see it and went, oh, there she is. She's, yeah. she's off to school today. Uh, Going to be another hot day for school kids riding the bus or in the pickup line as uh, these uh, hot, humid conditions continue. We'll see isolated thunderstorms today, but don't get your hopes up. Probably very uh, unlikely. Uh, the regional high is listed at 98, but I think it's a few degrees cooler for us. Down into the upper 70s tonight under partly cloudy skies and back into the upper 90s tomorrow with scattered thunderstorms as well. So that's uh, what you can expect uh, weather-wise. The uh, president of the United States has uh, says he is keeping the August 31st deadline to get all Americans out of Afghanistan, despite some criticism. There have been some debate over the last 24 hours on whose deadline that actually is. It could be the Taliban's deadline saying you all have to be out of here by August 31st or else, but he's trying to control the narrative, and he says it's it's uh, the United States' date as they are running multiple you know flights out of there all the time trying to get as many people out as possible. And I also think that if they, if they uh, much in the same way they signal their departure, if they signal that the date will be moved beyond August 31st, they may very well, then that'll cause some level of apathy or I have an extra day or I have more time. I think they're trying to create a sense of urgency that it will be August the 31st. Now, in Washington, the House has passed the $3.5 trillion Biden blueprint after a deal with moderates. Some moderate uh, legislators were holding some of that infrastructure at bay over the previous 24 hours because what they didn't like was the bill that came over for the $1 trillion infrastructure that was bipartisan when it got over to the House. Pelosi said she was parking it until she could get what they really wanted, which was the first step in the Green New Deal and uh, added socialism and that type of thing that totals $3.5 trillion. She wanted them to pass as companions, and she said, I won't pass the first until we get a deal on the on the second. And they said, we're not going to give you a deal on the second until we get you know f- something final with the first. So she said no later than August 27th will they vote on the first one. And they seem to have reached some level of um, agreement. But, you know, a trillion here, a trillion there, sooner or later, you told us up to some pretty large money. Goodness gracious. Over 4,600 new COVID cases in Kentucky yesterday, 4,638 reported by Governor Bashir. It's the fifth highest number of cases announced in a single day since the beginning of the pandemic, 1,335. So we're approaching 30% of our daily cases being ages 18 and younger. Uh, 28.8% yesterday, 1,335, 17 new deaths. But the hospitalization numbers, you know, we've been we've been hearing and being told by leadership over the last week that it's going to become problematic. So if you're scoring uh, 589 patients in ICU, we're up over 20, we're up over 2000 hospitalized Kentuckians right now. We're at 2014, which is higher than at any point since March of 20. There's 589 in ICU, which is 60 more than Monday, and 338 people on a ventilator as of yesterday, which is 37 higher than Monday. So the numbers aren't just growing a little bit. 
The numbers are growing by healthy percentages in all of those categories. 44 new cases yesterday reported for Grayson County. And again, we're going to talk with Public Health Director Josh Embry in just a few minutes more specifically about Grayson County. He obviously is concerned and he has... Uh, some recommendations and some pleas that he is going to offer that maybe we can do to try and help somehow get some control over this. Uh, the legislature and the governor's office continue to kind of volley back and forth on who's now now in charge. You know, the Supreme Court decided over the weekend that the legislature had to be involved in um, – how how we move going forward, and the governor says, okay, well, the legislature has said what they don't like about what I've been doing, so now let's see what they want to do to lead us through the rest of this. And I saw an interview with uh, Robert Stivers, Senate president, last night, and he said, you know, he understands there's there uh, things can be problematic, and they've got important decisions to make, but they wanted to be part of the decision making uh, process, and they are they are going to they are going to get it. Uh, when it comes to making tough decisions on whether a mask mandate is needed or anything like that, I um, I hope that the proper decisions can be made or encouraged or just continues to be a quagmire of sorts. The um, there is a bill that has been pre-filed in Frankfurt that the 2022 General Assembly will apparently uh, take up, at least in committee, that would provide protections for workers who suffer adverse effects from COVID-19 vaccines mandated by employers. So we're seeing uh, more employers, not just in Kentucky, but across the country who are mandating and saying you're going to get the COVID-19 vaccine if you want to continue to work for us. Representative uh, Felicia Rayburn from Turner Station says hospitals, school systems, and other employers across America are requiring employees to receive COVID-19 vaccination to keep their jobs jobs, and believes these mandates put workers at risk of side effects from the vaccines. That's according to her. The bill draft, which has nearly a dozen co-sponsors, would make, co-worker, would make workers' compensation benefits available to employees in instances where employers require vaccination as a condition of employment. If an employee is required to re- uh, receive the vaccine and they experience adverse side effects within 14 days, they would be eligible to receive workers' compensation. I didn't. I guess I would have been surprised that if you got sick or you had side effects, that you wouldn't have already had some protections. But maybe this is some layer of specific uh, protection for this. A Kentucky lawmaker who won re-election despite facing criminal charges for allegedly choking a woman and trying to hogtie her during a domestic dispute resigned yesterday. State Republican Representative Bob Goforth, a former gubernatorial candidate, submitted a letter to the governor's office and the House Speaker's office announcing his immediate departure. Goforth faces strangulation and assault charges stemming from the 2020 domestic dispute. A pretrial conference is set for December the 16th. The governor will set forth a special election to fill that seat. Incidentally, the uh, woman later said she never wanted him criminally charged and said that they had reconciled, but yet his legal problems uh, persist. A lot of the state yesterday was watching what the FBI was doing in Bardstown trying to uh, um, hopefully find some answers in the six-year-old disappearance case of Crystal Rogers. They were in a uh, neighborhood yesterday, Woodlawn Springs. The Homeowners Association, their website describes it as a 250-acre residential community that includes nearly 280 homes. It's between the Bluegrass Parkway and US 62 near Dean Watts Park. And I saw some of the aerial photography of some of the digging they are doing there. Uh, Shay McAllister was reporting. Shay McAllister is with WHAS, and if you've heard the Bardstown podcast, you're very familiar with her. But she reported and said that, um, according to the PVA office, I think, there that uh, Brooks Houck's company owned three lots at some point in time in that, um, in that neighborhood. And... Um, Sherry Ballard, Crystal's mom, also says that Team Crystal had already done a cursory search in this neighborhood from some time ago, but was not able to produce any 
uh, evidence. But according to some witnesses at the scene, the FBI was using a cadaver dog and some other equipment to do some digging in that particular area. They clearly learned something over the last year in their interviews that they were doing and their search warrants that they had. So we, uh, again, we hope to get some answers. I, it's, it's, it's amazing how much of uh, uh, how much attention that this case has captured across not just Kentuckians but really this part of the country as well because it's just such a tragic story and hopefully some uh, the Ballard family gets some gets some answers and that's just one of you know several mysterious incidents in Nelson County in recent years. Also an update to something that we told you about last week, a 25-foot inflatable duck named Joy in Belfast, Maine. Last week it suddenly disappeared on the water. It was just there and no one knew why it was there or how it got there. Well, later on in the week it just mysteriously disappeared over the weekend. So it came to spread a little bit of joy. And then went on its merry way. Merry way so yeah. uh, maybe we'll find joy with Quacky in Ooh, our area nice. because, you know, Quacky is uh, spending some time making the rounds in Grayson County. In fact, we'll have day number 13 of Where's Quacky. We're going to uh, name our latest winner and also find out where Quacky is spending the day today. That's all coming up. You're on In the Note. Today is Secondhand Wardrobe Day. Natalie, how do you feel about secondhand wardrobe? You okay with uh, hand me hand me sidewayses or um, hand me downs? I'm a huge fan. I'm wearing one right now, so yes. I would have never known. I would have assumed you bought that. You I'm know, a huge fan. Brand new and cut the tags off yeah. of it yourself. It's kiss and I'm makeup a huge day fan, yep. today. Are you a huge well, fan? Not, of, not, not that bad. Not kissing and making no. up. Okay, just secondhand <laughs> wardrobe. Got it. It's also day number 13 of uh, Where's Quacky? Luanna Clark knew Quacky spent the day yesterday at the community gardens there on Wallace Avenue nearby Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center. Quacky spent the day there among the uh, the flora and um, what what a gorgeous area in our community there. And so congratulations to Luanna. She gets her very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta for September 6th and a K105 t-shirt. Now, where is Quacky today? Day number 13. You'll need to tell us where Quacky is spending the day. This one may be a little bit more challenging. There mm. might not be as much context to this one that would identify it locally. So over on our Facebook page, you will need to, in the comment section, go ahead and comment and tell us where Quacky is spending the day. Don't do it in the show thread. Do it over on our Facebook page and uh, specifically to this picture. Tell us where Quacky is spending the day, and you may be the winner tomorrow, this time tomorrow when we announce. But most importantly, go to gc-alliance.com. That's gc-alliance.com and uh, adopt, sponsor your own duck where you could win $1,000. On Labor Day. That would be a good way to wrap up Labor Day weekend, would it not? Oh, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it definitely would. As we know, um, COVID-19 continues to be problematic across the country, across the state, and certainly here across the Twin Lakes. And Josh Embry is the public health director with the uh, Grayson County Health Department. He joins us by phone. Uh, Good morning, Josh. Welcome back. Good morning, Mark. How are you guys doing today? We're doing very well, trying to you know hang in there and sift through the information that's most important to uh, Grayson and surrounding counties today. And unfortunately, that uh, is dealing with the Delta variant of COVID-19. When we talked a couple of weeks ago, Josh, I think we were both hopeful and optimistic that maybe we were seeing the worst of it, that it had everyone's attention. We would do things differently, but clearly we've had uh, a problematic couple of weeks. We have, and it's starting to get a little bit scary. Um, I hear people, you know, more and more people telling me that they have loved ones or they themselves have, you know, been you know, needing a level of care, um, not particularly at our hospital, but other hospitals across the state. And it's hard getting uh, beds right now and getting transferred out. So um, we're kind of in a serious situation right now. You issued a well. We'll get to your plea in just a moment because you had some very. You had a few very direct requests for people on things they can do, 
and uh, and I think those are helpful, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But uh, our report had 44. I don't know if those numbers are coming from the state, and there's a one-day delay. But uh, roughly about 150 new cases in Grayson County since Saturday. Is that about right? Uh, yes, that is about right. And we're going to do a new numbers update. Um, it'll be on our website today. And we'll, of course, let the community know on Facebook when those numbers are put up. But it's the the cases are so much um, or so many, um, we're having an issue reaching out to people, and there's a lag. So now we have people calling in saying, hey, I tested positive. No one has called me yet. So we apologize for that. We're trying to get um, to as many people as we can and notify them. But that's kind of the state we're in. we got so many people that are sick. We can't we can't get in touch with all of them quickly enough. You know, back a few months ago, or even several months ago, when we watched the COVID incidents map, and we'd see, you know, counties that were in the red, and they'd be at twenty five, and they'll be at twenty six, and now you have counties that are in the hundreds, you know, are are breaking one hundred, and so it just feels so weird that we're the the numbers are this bad compared to where we were, but some yet some people don't seem to be alarmed when really they should be. Yes. Yeah, they should. Um, you know, the Delta variant is very, very contagious. It's more contagious than the previous variants that that has passed, you know, over us or, you know, among us. Uh, Delta actually has different symptoms. Um, and the incubation period, we've noticed, is a little bit quicker. So with the last variants, you know, it may take a few days for someone to show signs if they're going to. With Delta, we're seeing people start to develop uh, symptoms within 24 to 48 hours of exposure. Wow, and of, and of course we're seeing more cases with younger people, thirties, forties, twenties, even in their teens, um, that are getting severely ill. Whereas and, the last few variants, we didn't see that as much. And is the reason because the demographics are younger? And this is kind of what my research has led me to, and I'm kind of banking on this: is that the reason that the demographics are younger? And younger people are more vulnerable because the vaccination rates are so much lower among those demographics. Yeah, I think you know when when we when we first dealt with this in 2020, you know, young people, uh, younger people, I'll say, felt felt pretty resilient towards this virus and felt like it was going to impact people, you know, of an older age category. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely struggling to get those younger folks vaccinated. When you get below the age of 50 and go, you know, down to the younger ages, down to the age of 12, which these are these are people who are, of course, eligible to vaccinate get the vaccine people younger or not right now, uh, we see more resistance and, and uh, more hesitation to get the shots, whereas people above 50 and older have been more um, willing to roll up their sleeves and get the vaccine. In your uh, vaccination outreach that you all have been doing, I know one of your go-to moves, especially over the summer and more recently, is trying to meet people where they are. So where are they? Well, a lot of these demographics go to class. They might go to ECTC. They go to other areas where younger people might be more likely to congregate. And you all have done a good job of trying to put the vaccine in front of them to just say all the barriers and all the obstacles have been removed. Here's your opportunity. Are you finding more of them to be open to the idea where maybe they weren't before? Are you still trying to, are you still sensing a lot of hesitation? Uh, there's still a lot of hesitation. I think with the Delta variant, um, I think what has really pushed some people to go ahead and get vaccinated is that now that this is a virus that, you know, last year you may have still not known someone that had the virus, or you may have known someone and they had, they were asymptomatic and they said, oh, you know, I just had a runny nose. I think now everybody is somehow connected to someone who has either had the virus and has been very symptomatic or unfortunately knows of somebody who has passed away um, because of COVID. So I think that that is, has uh, pushed some people um, to go ahead and get vaccinated, but we're still not seeing the numbers we need to see. Sunday, we had a clinic to try to tear down barriers of, you know, people saying, well, I can't get there during the week. We had about 60 people, and that's that's awesome to have 60 people first doses, but we need to be having hundreds of people for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten days straight, line up and get the shot, and I don't know if we'll ever see that here, you know, in the state or even in our country. Just to kind of illustrate what you just said about at this point, we all know someone who has had uh, has had tested positive. Maybe they didn't get sick, but we know that they've tested positive. Here, here's a way to illustrate that. When our incidence rate for Grayson County was, say, 25, 
then that meant you were likely to hear of someone who tested positive, or you might know someone who was ill, or maybe even someone that lost their life. When you quadruple and more than quadruple that incidence rate, you know somebody. I mean, there's just no way around that. Yeah, you definitely know somebody or you know a family um, that, that has been impacted. They've lost a loved one um, from it. And so, it, it, like I said, it's, it's a, I have a sense of urgency. I have since March 2020. But people ask me, you know, are you more concerned? And I am. To be honest, Mark, I'm more concerned right now than I was last year. Um, with this variant. So it's scary. I think you all, I've been observing some of the things that you've done, like your clinics at ECTC or at places where people will congregate or you can get them. You know, that's it's one thing to walk in the health department and go, I'm going to the health department and this is, you know, I, I get uneasy or I get an- anxious or whatever. If you do it somewhere else where you can, uh, you know, make people feel more relaxed, maybe it's, uh, maybe they do, they make different choices. But also your, your messaging. I've noticed that you all went in and found some old photography of probably what was the polio vaccine initiative from years ago of showing how this is not American's first rodeo with this type of project and and so we can do it our previous generation was able to do it we can do it too exactly and you know those we have a ton of history here at the health department our nurses over the years and staff um they scrapbooked and that we have we have newspaper clippings all the way back to the 1930s um i have a book that was a public health book for the state of kentucky um, that talked about um, smallpox um, in Grayson County in the night, I believe it was like 1911, 1920, something like that. I don't remember. But somebody held on to that. So all this history we've turned to and we said, look, this is something the health department has been familiar with for years. It's not political. It's not us trying to push an agenda. We're trying to do our duty. We're trying to serve like we've always served for years and years and years and offer the community a vaccine that will hopefully help them fight this virus. So you are relocating your COVID testing, the uh, health department driven COVID testing. You're going to relocate that starting tomorrow. Uh, Where and why? It's going to be at the Fireman's uh, uh, Memorial Park um, over by the old school board. Um, So uh, we're, we're moving it for two reasons. First of all, um, the space we have here at the health department is just not adequate for the number of people that this lab that we've contracted with can test. They can test a lot more than we can because they have the staff and the capabilities and the technology. So um, would they need more space? And as well as it's really hot, um, they need a good shelter, and they, they have the pavilion over there, and then, like, they have the little sprinkler thing that, you know, kids play in. Um but the other yesterday, I mean, it was extremely hot on those workers in that PPE, and they stood out there from nine to four. So we're just trying to get them a better area that's that's good for the community. It's still close by, and also it'll help us deal better with traffic because we've had traffic backed up um, almost to you know past the light, and we don't want to cause issues out on the the main highway um, in front of Five Star. So we're trying to. To remedy that. So, yes, that starts tomorrow, um, and they'll be set up there at the Fireman's Memorial Park. It's unfortunate that you need a queue that size now, but the very fact that you have a queue that size is an indicator of how serious and how bad conditions are. Uh, I I think that the numbers are far worse than they were. But it seems like more of us are more numb to it, where we might have been more fearful this time last year. We're either sort of uh, numb or fatigued or how would you, would you describe that as appropriate responses right now? Or maybe not appropriate, but is that how we're responding right now? As a human, you know, we're in survival mode. I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing. And the best way our bodies can res- – well, not the best way – the, the, more, the most popular way that our body responds to something like this is we, we get numb. That's, I mean, think about grief or anything. Um, your body kind of goes through a process of where you just feel numb. And, you know, that can be good. It's a survival tactic, but also it can, it can be bad because, the, you know, when you feel those emotions and the fear and stuff, that's your body, that's your mind trying to tell you, hey, you know, you go into protection mode and, and survival mode. So, um, you know, that's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. I feel like a lot of people are fatigued. They're numb. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, psychologically 
being in a two-year pandemic. We're going on two years of this. Um, and, and so I'm, I try to be patient with people and meet them where they're at and say, hey, I understand. I feel that way, too. Um, I understand that you, you want this to be gone. I want it to be gone, too. I go home just like you and, you know, have have those moments where I'm like, can can, can I even get out of bed tomorrow? Can, can I even do this another day? Because it feels like Groundhog Day again and again and again. Yeah. But the reality is we're still in the midst of it. And I see sick people every single day um, to remind me uh, that, that this is still a threat. And unfortunately, that's just where we're at. Sometimes we don't like reality, but reality is reality. You appealed to people yesterday and kind of pled with them to to do some things differently in the coming days to try and turn the corner, to try and uh, flatten out this spike that we're in, uh, limiting exposure indoors by avoiding crowds, uh, spreading out as much as possible at worship services, or maybe even uh, using the the virtual option or the online streaming option again. Uh, where are you on mask wearing right now, Josh? You know, if even if you're vaccinated, unfortunately, with the Delta variant, this is a, a mutation of the virus that it, it has a very strong viral load. And so, you know, even if you ha- even if you've been vaccinated, you do have protection against. Um, the virus, in a sense, and the, if you know those that we see those breakthrough cases, they're they're limited, but they are happening. Breakthroughs as people, meaning people have been vaccinated, but they still get sick. Um, their symptoms are not near as bad as somebody who's not been vaccinated. But your your mask is just another layer of protection. That, that I mean, it, it's just you doing everything you can to protect yourself and to protect your loved ones. So it's not uh, meant to t- try to take your freedom away or try to tell you what to do. Um, it's it's something else in your toolkit you can pull out and help you to protect yourself. And on all these recommendations, by the way, uh, hold parties and gatherings outside and limit attendance and then get tested if you're sick and stop going places if you're sick. You know, even if you refuse to get tested because you don't want to, just don't continue your daily routine because you're just creating more problems than you're solving by going ahead and doing that. And I'm going to, I think I know the answer to this, but these are not Josh's rules. These are rules that you're studying and advice that's being handed down broadly from the healthcare community that you're passing along as, as a good course of measure. Yes. Yes. Well, pretty much the state has a, and I say that word, and people right now, when they hear that word, it automatically, they feel a negative feeling. Um, but they they came out with a um, some recommendations, not requirements, for red counties. And I pulled directly from that. And, you know, they're recommendations. They're not required. I'm not telling people what to do because I don't have that authority in this sense um, to, to do that. I'm asking people um, if they can meet us where we're at in this situation and, and work, work together for the good of our community and sacrifice a little bit. Uh, you know, 10 days is what I'm asking people to do that for. Wear your masks. You know, if you go to worship service, I go to church, you know, spread out, wear your mask. You know, if you can stream it, stream it. If you're going to hold a party, like you said, you know, gather outside, try to limit attendance. And if you're sick, get tested and stay home. Um, you know, a lot of people right now, they're still going out thinking, well, I just have a runny nose or this or that. Well, there's a lot of stuff going around, not just COVID. I mean, we have RSV um, that's spreading. We have strep throat. We have um, the flu. Has already. We've had some cases of the flu. So we should be doing these, these measures anyway, in a sense, trying to protect other people, especially with RSV. Um, which is scary, especially for younger and older people. So uh, COVID testing, quickly, where can I get a COVID test today? Or I guess starting tomorrow, maybe? Well, you can do it still today. Um, We're still at the health department from 9 to 4. You don't need an appointment. You just drive drive up. You'll see signs, and they have a little tent outside, out back the health department. They'll get you tested. Right now, the, the test they're using is a PCR test, meaning it goes to the lab. And so it is not rapid. So it takes about 24 hours. But those tests are gold standards. With the rapid test, it's about an 85%, you know, reliability or on what you get. With these uh, PCR tests, they're even higher in the 90s, so of being accurate. So both of them are still good tests, but the PCR is a gold, gold standard. So people want, you know, they, of course they want that rapid test because they get the results back quicker. Sure. Can I, the can PCR I a, is, is the gold. Can I get so a COVID-19 more. vaccine at the health department today? Uh, not today, nope. but uh, tomorrow we will be set up at Gr- uh, Grayson County Library, as you said, trying to meet people where they're at and where they congregate. 
That'll be from 9 to 11 and 1 to 3. We'll have all three uh, uh, vaccines. So come out and see us. All right, Josh, thank you so much for the time. Lots of good information. Hang in there. Thank you uh, always for your uh, efforts. At Josh Embry, he is the public health director of the Grayson County Health Department. Going to get to a quick break. We're going to come back, have today's water cooler question. Plenty more. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know? Uh, first, did you know? Natalie Tall is our special co-host. Today. Excuse me, very special agent, Natalie Tall. <laughs> Sorry, I got your title wrong. Get it right, man. I'll try. I'll do better <laughs> next time. Did you know the opposite of cross-eyed is wall-eyed? Oh, oh dear. I I had heard somebody say wall-eyed before, but I didn't know that was an, that it was the antithesis of cross-eyed. Well, I I that's impressive. Well, you know that I've had eye surgery. Right yes. on my right eye. Oh, okay. No, and then, I didn't know it. Um, coming up on another, but had I not, I could have been cross-eyed. I don't know if that's better than wall-eyed or I, I don't I, know. I'm not I sure. Don't know. <laughs> I think it's best to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I think if you could just literally so, so, somewhere in the in the middle. Uh, I also had uh, something I wanted to share with you all. I, I, you'll have to study it off the air. Uh, four genius back-to-school TikTok hacks that make parenting life easier. You, oh. all, can, you all can share that. Yeah. Oh. I also ran across a um, a thing where um, the times you can lie to your children and times you can't lie to your children for oh. some reason. I know that neither of you do those things. But <laughs> no, you might never. know someone who might do that. So I have that to share mm-hmm. with you later today as well. And... Um, Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. You are going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. Going to give you your choice of theme park tickets today, whichever one uh, fits into your uh, schedule better. And here's the question. In a survey where women were asked what item they wish their partner didn't own, this came in at number one. In a survey where women were asked which what item they wish their partner didn't own, this came in at number one. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. Hmm. Whitney smiled, wrote quick. Uh, Natalie quickly wrote, smiled, and then leaned away like, um, I've got the answer. So, hoping my husband's paying attention. Now. Miss Buckles over there, she might have more, might be a little more of a problem because she's, this is not necessarily what you want me to get rid of. It's what you think most women said, right? Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. So I'm not Miss Women, so. Would you all be up for a reboot of The Office? (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred. I'm listening to The Office Ladies podcast right now, actually. NBC content chief Susan Rovner told Deadline on Monday that whenever Greg Daniels wants to do a reboot, you know, the creator and the EP, we're standing by. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of reboots, but this one, I would entertain. Oh, I love it. Nine Perfect Strangers edges out Handmaid's Tale to become Hulu's most watched show. Have either of you watched either? Never. Nine Perfect Strangers, that's Nicole Kidman, I think. Yeah, Nicole Kidman is in that. We watch an awful lot of Fancy Nancy at my house right now. (laughs) No White Lotus or... uh... I've read a lot of Fancy Nancy. (laughs) We read it. We watch it. (laughs) We are fancy at our house. Jonah Hill says, reveals his theory about Instagram. He says it's the biggest killer. He says Instagram is the cigarettes of this time. Oh. It's the biggest killer. It's death. He says, and I fully participate in it like I smoke cigarettes, but I have to have limited interaction with it. And I, he used Instagram as an example, but I think he was talking about social, social media, media in general. Yeah. yeah. Certainly could. I, I understand his hypothesis on that front. And what else? Let's see. No, no, don't have the correct answers yet. So uh, most women said they wish their partner didn't own this. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. And yesterday we got the news that Charlie Watts at age 80 had gone on in. You knew eventually one of the Rolling Stones was going to stop rolling. 
and uh, Charlie Watts. Uh, he had surgery not long ago and just kind of had a bout with that. So anyway, Charlie Watts goes on in. Uh, Natalie, I know you got to duck away. You've got an appointment. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming in. It's yeah. good to see you as thanks always. We got to get to a break. Point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, chart toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can be done? Are we got a long MB's point to ponder for today? Time to get there. What is something you have in your purse or car? That you think no one else does. <laughs> Maybe not no one, not not no one ever anywhere, but do you think no one you know or something unique that you have in your purse or your car that you think no one else does? I have so many things in my purse or car. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, in my car, peanut butter. You have peanut butter? Okay. It's true. All right. Uh, it's not the whole jar, is it? No, it's at least it, one of those little gif cups. Pack. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe more people. If you've got kids, I'd say that's fairly popular. Uh, I thought uh, drone. I have a drone in my vehicle yeah. that, and I think that's most people don't, have, don't yeah. have that, you know, because you never know when you might need one, right? Doesn't everybody walk around going, well, I wish I had a drone right now in this spot, and then I, and I don't. So it's possible. There you go. Oh, by the way, Corey knew the answer was golf clubs. Corey knew the answer that most women said. It was the number one most offered item that they wish their partner didn't and own. that's what I wrote down. Um, was golf clubs. Yeah. Natalie wrote down smartphone. Smartphone. Huh? She, she most, was taking it personal. Most women <laughs> Most women want their husbands to have dumb phones. I got it. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, on television tonight, I, I did watch Hard Knocks last night with the Dallas Cowboys. And I saw I, that. I must tell you that I didn't really appreciate the first two episodes, but the third episode was uh better and speaking of drones the opening shot the opening shot that they do it's a it's a single shot they start at the outside of the star in frisco at their facility and go all the way through the facility and you can tell that it's a drone shot and apparently is a single shot so that's why you liked it more very impressive yes and their facility is very impressive as well Now, they also, at the end, though, showed an outtake when they tried to do the drone flight, and it ended poorly. It was and like a blooper? It was a blooper. <laughs> it made me feel better about some of my pilotry. All right. And it was like, oh, yeah, so that happens to other people, too, where you <laughs> crash it into things. So sometimes it happens. America's Got Talent, quarterfinals results three tonight on NBC. Season 10 premiere of American Horror Story double feature on FX. And then on A&E... It's the series premiere of Neighborhood Wars. Oh. So it's already set to record on our DVR. Okay. This will be along the lines of the uh, Hustle and Tow, the parking, the tow okay. show. But then the Fasten Your Seat Belt, where people are acting a fool at the airport yeah. and on flights. Okay. This is a woman is incensed by her neighbor's parking and takes revenge on her car. When a dog owner allows her pooch to poop on a neighbor's lawn and doesn't pick it up, the neighbor has a surprise in store. Oh, dear. This is going to be good. This is like extended Judge Judy, right? Yeah, this is Judge Judy. This is Judge Judy before they get to the yeah. courtroom. Okay. This All is right. what leads to Judge This should be good. To Judge Judy. I it would be it's a cautionary tale it shows you yeah. remember the people you see doing this they're exhibiting behavior that you're not supposed to emulate yeah it's not a how to guide it's a how not to so keep that in mind today's highlight in history this date 1944 during world war 2 paris was liberated by allied forces after 4 years of nazi occupation president woodrow wilson signed an act establishing the national park service this date in 1916 1975, Bruce Springsteen album's uh, Born to Run was released. Wow. John McCain passed away this date in 2018. Birthdays today. Actor Tom Skerritt is 88 today. Tom Skerritt has been in so many things, but I was surprised that he was 88 already. Do you know who I'm talking about, Tom Skerritt? So he was no. in Top Gun. He was in Steel Magnolias. He was on a television oh. show as well. Salt and Pepper was he Hair. The, was he the dad of um, 
Julia Roberts and Still Magnolias? I think that's probably him. Uh, yeah. If that's, I mean, I can visualize him. Yeah. Uh, Gene Simmons is 72. Wow. Elvis Costello is 67. Billy Ray Cyrus is 60 today. Blair Underwood is 57. Rachel Ray is 53. By the way, we have just an extra 20 seconds. I've never really asked specifically, why do you like Rachel Ray so little? Um, I'm not sure. You know, there are just some people, and I'm not rude, typically, but there are some people just that rub me the wrong way. Is their voice, their... I don't know. But it has to almost be a voice thing or a mannerisms thing it's, because you've, let me, I, I assume you've never met Rachel Ray in person. No. Okay. So it's. And, and it's not that I don't like her. I just don't care to watch anything that she does or I don't know what it is. Okay. But would you watch Emerald cook? No. Okay. So maybe it's just a cooking thing. No. I don't think it's just that. There are other people that are not in that field. <laughs> Jody, like, Jody Messina is 51. Claudia Schiffer is 51 as well. Gone but not forgotten, Alan Pinkerton, the first private detective, born in 1819. Monty Hall in 1921. Althea Gibson in 1927. Sir Sean Connery was born this date in 1930. Regis Philbin, born this date in 1931. Wow. So happy birthday to those folks. Let's go to chart toppers. We'll get in the chart topper machine and go back to 1955. And Mitch Miller was number one. With the Yellow Rose of Texas. By the way, it came up on the show yesterday about Sturgill Simpson's new album, um, The Ballad of uh, Dude and Juanita. Uh, you will not like it, but it is a really good album. It's it's bluegrass. It's really good. Um, okay. But it's it's almost hip bluegrass. Like it's it's Sturgill Simpson's take on bluegrass, but it's also very short. You can listen to it in about seventeen minutes. Oh. The entire album, oh. like 17, 18 minutes. Oh, Lord. A house in New Orleans. The Animals, number one. In 1964. I'm a fan. You are? Yeah. Just because you like New Orleans or because you like Houses of Rising Sun or I mean, you like the animals? Both. But I like the sound of it. 1973. Helen Reddy, number one. Are we allowed to talk about this song now? I mean, Delta is a little taboo right now. Yeah, I don't. To his mansion in the sky. She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby. All right, Tanya Tucker or Helen Reddy on this song? Oh, Helen Reddy. Well, good. We played the right one then. Let's go to 1982. Okay. Oh, yeah. Survivor. Um. (laughs) Number one. Wonder how many workout playlists that song is on. Like, right? You know, you... <laughs> I mean, I don't work out, but if I were going to, it would be on there. Makes you <laughs> makes you jam. Let's go to 1991. Brian Adams from the Robin Hood movie, starring mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. Everything, Everything I, do, I do, I do it for you. This song was number one forever. Yeah, like I, I thought it would never go away. <laughs> Good song, though. Good movie, too. I agree. Uh, let's go forward to 2000. Okay. And Nine Days with Absolutely. Story of a Girl. I like it well enough. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those songs you think, oh, I remember that song. Yeah, I mean, I bought the head to it. It's like, yeah. 
it's a variety. Music was hard back there in that in that like late nineties and music didn't really know what it was supposed to be. So it was hard. Oh. Now in two thousand nine, Carrie Hilson with Kanye and Neo was number one with Knock You Down. I love this one. Good song. I forgot to mention earlier, Kanye West has filed papers to legally change his name to just Yee. Are you for real? I'm for real. To oh, Y-E. He does not want to be Kanye. He just wants to be Yee or Yay. Or Yay Who. Or maybe his middle name would be Who. It be Yay Who. And three years ago today, Maroon 5 was number one with Girls Like You. Thank you, Mr. Adam Levine. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To be without some of the things you want is an indispensable part of happiness. To be without some of the things you want is an indispensable part of happiness. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Natalie Tall, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.